Welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast, where we talk about life uncensored. Today, it's just me. Coming on to you 
coming home to you. That song's by uh, Robert Earl King, famous Texas songwriter. How's everybody doing today? Doing pretty good. Um, weather's kind of changing. It's cold today. It's uh, November 21st. Thought I'd do a show here to talk about um, our recent travels. And uh, I will say this last tra trip we took was the best of my the best trip I've ever taken, the most I've enjoyed traveling and ever. Um, we just made it happen. Um, how do you do a trip like this? It, it's difficult to, to, to do something. We were gone for two and a half months, and um, how the hell did we manage to leave for that time? And, and uh, anything worth doing is difficult, really. Um, so let me take you back to, you know, how what started this whole thing, and and um, we'll I'll take you back to earlier, I guess, spring break of uh, this last year. Uh, Ashley and George and I and Freckles took our our motorhome to Sedona, Arizona, and we drove all the way out there, long way across Texas, long way. Uh, we always go through Amarillo. Um, there's a, first of all, Amarillo, Texas, there's the big Texan, but don't stop there. There's a place called Coyote Bluff. It's a, it's a hamburger shack. I first learned about it from the show Man Vs. Food, but it's my favorite place to eat in, uh, in Amarillo. They've got burgers and the great chicken wings and beer and stuff if you want to drink beer, but you, if you have a RV or a motorhome, you can. There's a bank next to it that you can park at on the weekends or whatever when the bank is closed or at night. Also, next to it is a Walmart Supercenter. You can park behind it. There's 18 wheelers there, so you can park there and walk to this place. So, um, it's a good spot. Nobody really knows about it. And once when I say it's a shack, it's an old tiny house. It's an old house that's. I don't know how old this place is, but it is. You cannot go through Amarillo and eat anywhere else, really. Like, I love it so much. Anyway, we went to Sedona, Arizona for spring break. Before we went to Sedona, we went to the Grand Canyon. And whenever we got to the Grand Canyon, there's, you know, had to sit in line forever to get through the gate. Once I got to the gate, I showed them um, I was a veteran. And the, and the park ranger said, well, just this year we have a lifetime free passes to to national parks so i got a a lifetime free pass to national park for being a veteran and also he said this year you know fourth graders are free and i was just thinking well you know george is going to be in fourth grade you know he's in fourth grade he'll be in fourth grade next year and uh started the, the wheels started turning about this trip um and then, so we went to the Grand Canyon, saw it, it was awesome. Then we went to Sedona. Sedona, Arizona is one of the most beautiful places I'd ever been up until that point. Um, and we had a great time. Did a bunch of hiking, mountain biking, and whatnot. Uh, coming back from that trip, I got to interview Max Callahan on the podcast, which, if you haven't listened to, is a great episode. 
and Max Callahan, he's not only a phenomenal teacher, he was one of my teachers, you know, growing up, but he has visited all 63 national parks in the United States. At the time of recording that podcast, he had one left to do, and then it was American Samoa, and since then, he's been to American Samoa. So he's completed all 63 national parks in the United States. And uh, I think that's something I want to do. Um, and anyway, let's fast forward. Another thing, my son is nine years old. He'll be 10 in a few days. And I haven't really spent a lot of time, you know, I've spent a lot of time with him, but, but Ash and I have worked to death since I got out of the Army. Um, ever since he was born, we had two CrossFit gyms coffee company, real estate company, and George spent a lot of time on the couch in the office, sleeping there when we were, you know, teaching classes, and I feel like I haven't given him a lot of, uh, of time just whenever we were not working, you know, a lot of leisure time, and I felt kind of bad about that, and, you know, eight, in eight years, we're, he's not going to be with us anymore, he's going to be in college or you know, out of the house or somewhere on his own. So I wanted to take, you know, some time to see the United States. I haven't seen enough of the United States either. My mom used to say, Lucia, she used to say, you know, whenever we do something or act, you know, something smart, something we would say to her, she would say, you're, you know, you don't even know the United States. As kind of a joke, you know, like how... You were dumb. You don't even know the United States. Well, you know, I didn't know the United States. I've never been to Oregon, uh, and I've never seen a lot of what we have here in this country. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's goals. Let's talk about goals. Most people have some goals, and it's all it's all good, but it, it, it's great to have a goal at any stage of your life. And recently over the past few years, I've kind of gotten this goal that, that I want to travel the world and I want to drive around the entire globe. I want to drive to every country that I can. And then when I, once I've finished exploring on land, I want to get a, a, some type of boat, sailboat, whatever, and I want to explore the oceans. So those are two things I want to do before I die. But in order to do that, you gotta I gotta explore the United States first. So this trip that we just took, the West is my favorite part of the United States, but I haven't been to Oregon and I haven't seen a lot of the national parks. And um, so this is really, you know, of all these things, this was the one of the f first steps to, in, to achieving my goal of, you know, traveling the world. And you know, I, I watch a lot of YouTube and, and it, there's these these guys that get on these motorcycles with no money and they just travel. They just start driving and they make it up as they go and and whatever. And maybe that's down the road. Um, but anyway, we wanted to see the United States. And then you get the next problem that comes up is how are we going to go? How are we going to work from the road and how are we going to run our businesses from the road? And, uh, 
recently I sold a CrossFit gym to my to one of our members, Miles. The, so the CrossFit Van Zant South in Athens, we sold to Miles, and it really freed us up, Ashley and I, to basically work half of what we were working. And um, we started, so we gained a lot of time right there, and then I moved my manager, Rachel, to Canton, and she was able to manage the Canton location for us. I hired my friend Tanner Lynn to run Van Zant Coffee, and he is taking over that and uh, running the day-to-day operations, operations manager there. And then I do all of my real estate stuff for my laptop. So uh, short of being in Montana and somebody wants to see a house, now I have Kristen McCurry and Christy Warnock part of our brokerage that can show houses and stuff and I can still do negotiations and contracts from the road so that takes care of our our work so we also got Starlink which from SpaceX Starlink is a internet service that's it's a we pay 110 a month but it, it gives you awesome internet from anywhere so we even used that when we were in Sedona, so kind of as a test, we took Starlink and we were able to watch TV, get on the internet from our RV park, which had no service at all at the RV park. Um, so Starlink's a game changer. So with all that being said, uh, there is only another obstacle, which is, okay, George is in four, fourth grade, he's in Canton Public School. How do we, how do, we do homeschool from the road? I don't know anything about homeschool, and um, I started researching like what's the best homeschool that we can use. So I want the best school for him. What's th- what's out there? Well, if you ever look at homeschools, what you're going to be b- bombarded with is our Christian homeschools, and we're Christians. Um, however, it, some of them are crazy. Some of them are hey, we're not going to teach dinosaurs, we're not, you know, and I didn't want anything that was going to hold him back. I wanted him to have the same or even better education than all the other kids are getting. But I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. However, I didn't want some preacher or some mom in another state to come up with a curriculum on their beliefs that didn't teach you know, the stuff I believe that dinosaurs are real <laughs> and uh, and everything else that goes along with that, with that, right? You can get, when somebody's coming up with a curriculum, it can get crazy. I mean, I would, it, it we don't really know what, what happened for sure, right? We know God created the heavens and the earths, but no one really knows the, every step of the way, right? And if you think you know, you're a liar. Um, so... With that being said, I want George to, to study everything. Long story short, we came up with a program called IXL. IXL, and it's an online, completely online course. A lot of teachers use it. But it's kind of a teach yourself. Oh, yeah, by the way, when you look at homeschool curriculums, you can see the Texas curriculum. So for a Texas fourth grader, there's all these tasks and all these subjects that they need to gain proficiency in to be considered like fourth grade level. So there's a whole list of them. 
and this company IXL had this list and the way this this thing works is you take this first of all you can go into each task and learn you know do lessons for each task but IXL really doesn't teach you first it makes you take a diagnostic and then from the from the from what you're weak at it's going to give you more of those questions and it's really a, an awesome program so we try to start doing that and then Ashley was like well there's nobody teaching him these things he's having to just kind of take it and then see what he got wrong so there's not like a teacher so turns out we didn't really like that as as well so but I saw the really saw the value in IXL so we found another one another program called time for learning time the number four learning.com so we put time for learning has videos and stuff and they actually teach you the subject and then you do the lessons and whatnot well the curriculums jive so we decided to use both time for learning and IXL and Ashley put together a fourth grade curriculum where she does time for learning then she does some IXL and then you know there's days where she does spelling and I don't do anything she does it all she's incredible incredible teacher but her and George do fourth grade and they start at uh, eight or nine o'clock and they go till probably just after lunch on most days and he is really learning a lot and uh, we, we we don't and we're not doing this because we don't like public school or the teachers or anything it's it's just what's we're doing for our family right now and he plans to go back fit to fifth grade at Canton uh, possibly maybe homeschool fifth grade and then go back to sixth grade definitely go back to sixth grade but Anyway, so we use Time for Learning and IXL together, and she put together a curriculum, so that's what they do. And for the most part, he's doing really well, and he's had bad days, uh, just like every kid does. And um, so we decided to homeschool for fourth grade, which is weird, it's scary, you know. And and people are, oh, you're homeschooling, and then they give you that kind of look, you know. Uh, but who care you know I don't we don't care whatever's right for him is is right for us uh, so okay now we're homeschooling George for fourth grade let's do it and um, we decided on I wanted to go out west and I kind of had a you know there's all these national parks I wanted to go to Yosemite National Park I want to go to Zion National Park uh, I want to see Sequoia National Park and those giant trees. I want to visit some of my West Point classmates. I want to see the state of Oregon, which I've never been to. Um, so I had a kind of rough idea of places I wanted to go. And so we decided to take off July 31st. Oh, yeah, what what were we going to do at the house? Who was going to stay? Um, so we had some friends that did CrossFit and and they were gonna, they were willing to house it for us uh, while we were gone and take care of the cows and stuff. So we made sure everything was in place. And I'm never a guy to plan. Like I hate itineraries. Itineraries to me, it's like work. And you know, being in the army for so long, all these plans. It's, I'm not relaxed if I have to leave a place at a certain day, certain time, and be at another place at a certain day and time. So 
throughout this two and a half month trip that we were on, I only booked the next place we were staying. And rarely I would book the next two places. But you were kind of you were kind of pigeonholed by the the fact that that uh you know you may not these some of these national park campgrounds you may not be able to book them you know because they might be there's a lot of competition out there trying to get these spots so you you know the more in advance you could book them the better type thing um anyway every august we go to uray colorado which is our probably our favorite city in colorado uh so we we set out for Uray, but there was a another 14er that we wanted to hike called Red Cloud Peak, and it was closer to Lake City, Colorado. So um, we took out July 31st. We have a Class A motorhome. It's an Integra Anthem. It's a 2017 model. It's huge, which is great to camp in, and it's great to have the space but it's hard to drive because it essentially that pulling my my Chevy Colorado pickup truck it feels like it's longer than an 18 wheeler so it's pretty stressful to drive sometimes especially when you get in the small cities and you're having to make these turns um can you imagine driving an 18 wheeler in like downtown Canton and 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 having to turn on a street and there's a car sitting there trying to get out uh, so there's a lot of that going on Secondly, not all RV parks can handle a 44-foot motorhome, uh, especially so we never stayed in a campground inside of a national park because the max length for those places, 98% uh, of them are 30 feet. So you have to have a, a rig under 30 feet to stay in, a, in a, inside the national parks a lot of times. And that's okay. You know, we have a, a little truck that can go uh, zip in and out places, but it it inhibits a lot of the places you can stay. So anyway, we went to uh, we drove from Canton, drove to Wichita Falls, and I was tired of driving. We stayed at a Jellystone RV park, which is a good place for kids. It has like a lot of a lot of swimming pools and and little activities for kids to do. We were just stayed there one night. Uh, went to eat downtown on a place that, that had a patio that was dog friendly and uh from wichita falls we went through amarillo uh went to raton new mexico and uh i think i went through lubbock yeah so yeah wichita falls we drove to lubbock for some reason we stayed in lubbock or that may have been the time we went to sedona i can't remember Anyway, Raton, New Mexico was the first time the weather changed and um, we got up in the mountains and there were, you know, they said, okay, lock up food. We have, we have black bears here, pretty, uh, pretty uh, covered up with black bears at this place for some reason. And we didn't really, you know, we, had, we didn't see a bear the entire trip we were on until coming back through Raton, New Mexico on the way back home, there was a dead black bear on the interstate right there, kind of by that RV park that we stayed at, um, that Ashley saw, which is, you know, kind of sad, but so Raton, New Mexico, um, and oh yeah, by the way, the, this whole trip, I documented most of it on YouTube. So if you go to Van Zant Coffee YouTube channel, um, 
we have about 10 or 11 videos that we uploaded and uh, I'm not a good video editor so they're, they're probably not very entertaining unless you're my mom or my you know some relative that <laughs> likes our family but uh, there's some amazing footage from some of this these places and I can't recommend enough to just travel if you can and uh, make it happen now before you get too old and go on some of these hikes and it's going to be tough. They are tough. Uh, we did some really tough hikes, um, but everyone we will remember for the rest of our lives. And that's what I'm trying to do on, on this, these trips that we're taking. I'm just trying to make memories and I think that's what it's all about, really. Uh, when you get, you know, is it about, it's not about money, it's not about achievements or anything. The achievement is like the memory with your family that, um, is there so, that's so, that's special to me now. And to think that I have eight years left with my son before he leaves the house and, um, you know, hopefully, I mean, we still have a, a great relationship after that, but, you know, let's go see some stuff. Anyway, so we're from Raton, New Mexico. We drove to Lake City, Colorado. Lake City is an awesome place. It's, uh, if you have side-by-sides or off-road vehicles, you can drive those in town, which is kind of unique. It also has access to what's called the Alpine Loop, which is this county road but it's an off-road trail that goes up over engineer pass goes up over cinnamon pass and connects lake city to silverton colorado also to uray colorado and in so many ways it really connects you to telluride but uray and telluride you're not allowed to, to drive your four wheelers or off-road vehicles you can only drive street legal stuff so that's why we drive our little Chevy Colorado because we can drive it in any town and it's basically a Jeep, but it's a little pickup. And um, anyway, we stayed at Lake City. We had a cool little RV park. And the next morning we woke up early to go hike Red Cloud. So George, Ashley, and I have climbed a lot of 14ers, which 14ers are mountains that are 14,000 foot high or greater. And we wanted to do Red Cloud and Sunshine are kind of two that you can do together if you have all day and then if you are really in shape. Uh, this was a hard hike. It was our first one, too, and Freckles had her backpack on, and, uh, you know, this is on YouTube, too, but we, we started out really early, We and the trail to get to the start is pretty... Uh, you have to have four-wheel drive, um, and... If you're not used to driving on mount, little mountain roads, then you may want to get your bearings and try some of that before you try to hit this early in the morning. But we got there, and essentially this hike is, I think, six miles up, six miles back maybe. Um, and I have to verify that. I can't really remember. But it was a long way, basically straight up. And it not, not straight up. It, it, it goes up gradually. But there's some really cool mountain um, meadows that you go through. And then everything was good. Freckles was good. She was trying to chase chipmunks the whole time. But once we got up on the ridge line, the wind was kicking hard and it was cold. 
And if you don't know about hiking, you always, first of all, you know, you need to be in shape. You need to have enough water, enough snacks for the day. But you really need to bring a rain jacket. It also blocks the wind and a puffer jacket like a like a goose down Patagonia style jacket and uh, have some type of hat, obviously. Uh, but when we got up on the ridge, we put our jackets on, we were fine, but then it started to get really sketchy and there was a lot of scree. So 14ers are tough hikes and we get up there and they had a lot of loose rocks and we didn't really feel safe with George and he was toast at this point. You know, he's nine, he's got little bitty legs, everybody's tired. So we decided they were going to turn around and go back down and Freckles and I went ahead and went up to the, to the peak, uh, in bag red cloud. Um, once we got to the top, sunshine was probably another mile. So what seemed like a mile there and, and a mile back could have done it, but the rain clouds were starting to come in. So, um, I decided to get down and catch up with Ashley and George. And uh, we got sprinkled on a little bit. The two biggest killers in hiking, stuff like that. Uh, number one is falls. You know, people falling off rocks and whatnot and, and, and getting hurt or, or getting killed. The second biggest threat is lightning strikes. And there's nothing to protect you up there. You are literally like a lightning rod on top of a mountain like that. So if ever you're hiking exposed... This is way above the tree line, and you see a, a storm cloud coming in or anything that could possibly come your way. You better get done with it quick. That's why it's better to start these hikes early morning and kind of get off the peak by lunchtime because usually in the mountains, storms form and come around lunchtime, 1 o'clock, afternoon storms type thing. So um, it's better to get up there and get done with it early. Came back after that, went back to Lake City, went to my favorite bar there, which Dan, uh, Adam, Robert, and I went a couple of years earlier. It's called Al Packer's Cannibal Bar. Apparently, there's this guy named Al Packer that was accused of cannibalism in Lake City, and there's this bar that kind of pokes fun at it. It's an outdoor bar. We had pizza and margaritas and beer after that long hike, and... Uh, <laughs> We uh, kind of recovered after that. Next day, we went to Ure. And uh, Ure, we met up with all of our friends. You know, Lori, Dan and Dawn, Stan and Shay, John McKeon and Shelly, uh, Bradley and Jessica. We're all in Ure. And uh, we did the Perimeter Trail, which is a, one of my favorite hikes of all time. It goes around the town of Ure, and it has, you know, a couple of waterfalls to see. Ure, Colorado, they call it the Switzerland of North America. It's it's such a beautiful town. And it's not really up, it's not like Telluride, not super uppity and, and uh, expensive. And um, yeah, so Perimeter Hike, uh, I think uh, Ashley and Don and them did the Bridge to Heavens. I had to come back one of the last days, my uncle... Um, Uncle Deke, which I call him, is Travis Dean. He was the veterinarian in Wills Point. He passed away, my dad's brother, and I came back for the funeral during that Uray stay. Um, but we love Uray. Uh, they also have the Via Ferrata, which is a, a city park 
that's free and, and it's a self-guided mountain climbing park and you are hooked into a cable the entire time so it's safe and it is a great workout it, it has rebar hand hand holds and footholds the entire way so this is not something you do if you're really scared of heights um, but if you like to like rock climb and and you don't want to deal with the ropes and all the carabiners and all the hooks and everything then a Via Ferrata is awesome. It costs about $35 or $45 to rent all your equipment, like your helmet, your gloves, your harness, your uh, safety mechanism that you hook in with. Or you can buy all this stuff for about $150 and use it over and over. Uh, you can also pay a guide to take you through this thing. But um, it's one of my favorite things to do. Some Several cities have a Via Ferrata. It's like an Italian... Uh, little rock climbing part, but Ure has one. Ure is really known for their rock climbing and ice climbing. They don't have skiing. You know, if you want to go skiing, you drive to Telluride. Um, and they don't really have mountain biking there either. Which is, I think, the reason that it's a little cheaper place to live than a place like Telluride. So after Ure, um, we went to Moab, Utah, which is about three and a half hours from Ure right over the border and in Moab is, is like a famous off-road place and mountain bike place but also it's right next to Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park so when we got there um, George was ex excited to know that he could ride his finally ride his dirt bike uh, the place that we stayed at had like trails just right right away from the RVs that he could ride around. He also met a little a friend that had a dirt bike, so they were just driving, riding the whole time. Uh, we loaded up the truck and went to Arches National Park. Man, this is a beautiful place. Really packed with tourists, though. Also, like this trip, you know, whenever we left Ure and headed to Arches, school was starting back. So whenever the school is in session, these national parks are, in my opinion, supremely more less sorry supremely less crowded than they would be during summertime or spring break or christmas break or anytime kids are out so we really planned this thing well and um anyway we hit up arches national park which was amazing did a couple of hikes uh there's not a ton of hiking there um but we went around took a, an entire day and went around arches national park uh I think we did a day of just maybe uh, exploring Moab, which is the next day. So we took the Colorado on some 4x4 trails in Moab, and George and I rode some mountain bikes a little bit. And then the final day there, we went to Canyonlands National Park, which is like a mini Grand Canyon, but there's a lot of off-road trails. There's a famous off-road trail that I want to do. I want to go back in maybe the van and do it's called the white rim and it goes around the rim of the canyon lands type thing and it takes two or three days to do this trail and it's like an overlanding dream if you like to take your car and like drive out and do car camping and stuff which they call that overlanding um this was a cool thing so we hit up some of that trail with our colorado and whenever we would hit a big hill ashley would drive the truck and george and i would get our mountain bikes out and drive down the hills and see how far we could go before we needed to be picked up again but canyonlands was surprisingly one of the f 
best national parks I think I've been to and really open, you know, desert landscape with huge drop-offs and huge canyons to like look out on. So a really neat place. After Moab, we went to Capitol Reef National Park in Utah where Capitol Reef, one of the lesser visited national parks. If you've ever seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, uh, this is where this was filmed. There's a there's a scene in that with Paul Newman. He has a a uh, the girl in the movie on a bicycle, and he's kind of wooing her on a bicycle. And uh, there's a in the middle of the park. There's this barn that's in the movie, and um, also that's where you buy the fried famous fried pies. There's a little house there, and there's these ladies in there selling fried pies. Um, there's one hike that we did to the, to a certain, um, arch that's in Capitol Reef. And it was, a, it was a pretty place. I think we just stayed one day there, which is, in, in my opinion, that's enough for Capitol Reef. And this was the first time we also stayed at a Harvest Host. Harvest Host is a, an app you pay about $175 for a year that you can stay for free in these local little businesses that that participate and you're supposed to the etiquette is to spend about 30 bucks um and buy some stuff so we stayed at this this uh cider distillery where they make hard apple cider and uh this lady the owner of the business was so nice and took ashley and i back and also in utah the the like the alcohol rules are really crazy she she's like where's your son i was like well he's in the rv She's like, well, she he cannot come back here and and see a bartender pouring alcohol in the state of Utah. It's against the against the law. So anyway, it was pretty. Uh, and th- this uh, this place, I forgot the name. It, it's named after the girl in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, and she's the one that told us about all the history and stuff of the movie. She's a huge fan, and uh, I'll think about that here in a second. Let me look it up. Hell. Um, Cider, uh, Capital Reef. Yeah, at a at a place cider. So that the 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 woman in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is called at a place, and I mean obviously real real people, um, but you know Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford are in this movie. But anyway, at a place cider is where we stayed with Harvest Host. And we stayed there and had some bought some cider from them and it was a an awesome an awesome place to stay. Next day we went from Capitol Reef went to Bryce Canyon National Park and did like the main hike through it. And Bryce Canyon, you know, looks like Ashley said looks like the the rocks are melting. It's really a, a unique place in in the United States. There's no other place like this really. And we stayed there a day. And that's where I think George did his first day of homeschool. Um, also, um, we met some people from France. Yeah, at these national parks, there was tons of foreign foreigners, and a lot of them. There's uh, there's a RV that people rent that they they travel around in. That uh, I think Discover America or some of these white RVs that like these. So anyway, like ten Frenchmen, French this two or three families came over from France. They rented this RV and they went to like five or six national parks before they turned it back in and flew back. But we showed up to this RV park and they were, 
guys had their shirts off drinking Budweiser's and I get out and I'm like, what's up guys? And, uh, none of them spoke English. So I had to get my friend, uh, Logan Mysgades on the phone with FaceTime and he lived in France for a while. He knows, really knows French. And, uh, he was talking to him. We became buddies, we invited him into our RV and they were just really nice. I wanted George to meet like these, these people from France. And anyway, it was a good time. And that park is pretty amazing. Uh, that's another park that you can do in one full day uh, and do the hike was about three and a half miles. And there were some ups and downs, but it was really, it, it felt like you're on a different planet and um, a, a cool place. From Bryce Canyon, we went to Zion National Park. And this was one of the top places of the entire trip. Zion National Park. Um, we stayed at the Zion River Resort, which is, you know, off the national park, but our RV park happened to be right by the swimming pool. So we went swimming a bunch. And, um, anyway, Zion National Park, super crowded national park, super popular, not that far from Las Vegas. Uh, so if you want to go to this national park, you can fly into Las Vegas and, you know, it's about an hour or two drive over there probably, um, you have to get to the park really early to find a parking spot and then you have to get on a bus and this it's uh you got to take a uh, a bus up to there's about six spots up this valley and that's all there is to the park and uh the most famous hike in this place is called angel's landing the other famous hike is called the narrows where you walk up this river but anyway let's talk let's talk angel's landing this hike is very dangerous. If you look it up on YouTube, you see there's been seven people fall off and die from this hike. It's very treacherous, um, and you have to have a permit. So you have to put your name in a lottery, and then if you get picked, you you get access to go on this hike. And uh, just so happens I put it in. We had it was two days until we were picked, or sorry, we got picked, and then our access time was 9 a.m you know, two days from that point. So anyway, had our permit and, uh, George Ashley doesn't like heights a lot. And, uh, you know, George is nine. So basically Ashley went in front and then George and then me, and I was kind of hovering over George the entire time, just, just make sure he didn't slip and fall, but they have chains and cables that you hold on to as you go on this, uh, spine of this rock. And watch our YouTube video about Zion National Park and just search for Angel's Landing. And this thing, I've never, this is probably the top view, one of the top top two views I've ever seen from a hike. I can't recommend it. It's one of my favorite hikes of all time. And it was challenging. Hell, it was straight up. I was tired. Everybody was tired. George was tired. Ashley was tired. But the payoff, when you got to the top, man, I've never seen anything so beautiful. And I can't recommend it enough. We will never forget that hike and how hard it was. When we came off the hike, coming down, the the storm just blew in out of nowhere. And it was pouring rain. We had our rain jackets, so we put them on. We got down. And then all of a sudden, all of these, all of these um, waterfalls just formed out of nowhere and came off the... Um, the sides of the mountains i mean it was like it was like some type of fairy tale thing that happens in movies and i just couldn't believe how beautiful it was i think the next day we did the narrows hike which 
is as far as you want it to be. The trailhead takes you to this river, and it's narrow through the rocks, and that's what I call it this, but you can walk, you know, you're supposed to take your, you know, your water shoes, and you walk up the river as it's flowing against you. You can go as far as you want, and after this, of course, after this storm, the water was kind of murky, and some people told me usually it's a lot less water and a lot, and it's clear. So for us, it was murky, and we went to as far as probably, uh, you know, our waist before we decided to turn around and come back out. But it was also a unique experience for, for us and something cool to do. Um, after Zion National Park, we went to Las Vegas, and uh, we stayed another harvest host we stayed at a golf course the first night and we walked the strip and uh went through all the casinos and did all that stuff we walked about seven miles through you know caesar's palace and all the places we saw the um the fountains um from the bellagio and whatnot and i wanted to show the george the craziness of the las vegas strip and uh the next day, we went to our RV park, which is the Las Vegas Motor Coach Resort, which was the nicest RV park I've ever stayed at in my life. And uh, it was all privately owned spots, and they lease them out. Uh, our spot had an outdoor kitchen, and it was right by the clubhouse, which had this giant pool, hot tubs, fitness center, and like nine-hole pitch and putt golf course. Um, the next day, I think we took a tour of the uh, Los Angeles Raiders, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders new stadium. Got to go in the locker room, did all that. We saw Beyonce was getting ready for her concert, so we got to got to see like her stage setup and whatnot. Um, that night we went to see the Blue Man Group, which I've never seen Blue Man Group, and I thought it was really funny. But George loved it. So if you have kids, like go try to go see the Blue Man Group if you ever go to Las Vegas with your kids for any reason. Um, obviously Las Vegas is not a kid's place, but if you have kids that I can't recommend that show enough, George laughs so dang hard, um, that, uh, <laughs> something he'll never forget. Um, after Las Vegas, we went to Sequoia National Park. So we, now we're leaving, leaving Las Vegas. Uh, it's kind of a sad movie. Nick Cage won the Oscar for that one. He was an alcoholic and it's got Elizabeth Shue in it. Anyway, I wouldn't watch it unless you just like drama. So we we left Las Vegas and we went through Cal from Nevada to California and up a little bit and went through the some of the wine country, but mostly the fruit country of of California, where they grow lemons, uh, oranges, lemons, and olives. So they had olive trees and everything. Huge farms, really pretty, and we went to Sequoia National Park and this is an amazing place and there's one little section of Sequoia called the Giant Forest and you go in there and they've got trees that are bigger than cars and it is like another out-of-body experience where you can't until you see it in person you can't understand how big these trees are and it was really cool we did a hike kind of through the Giant Forest and saw those trees we also did a separate hike one day to a waterfall that we thought was a big waterfall until we went to the next place, which was Yosemite National Park. Yosemite is only like an hour or two north of Sequoia. And we went to Yosemite, and this is where 
first day we were there, we went to Glacier Point, which is a gives you a view of Yosemite Valley, um, Half Dome, and the waterfalls. And that, when you looked at this, it was a magical view. It's kind of like the same thing from the Zion deal. But I was like, man, I'll never forget this view. It was incredible. We did the biggest hike we did that the biggest hike of the trip I think was Half Dome the one we did like the next day in Yosemite Half Dome is the is the mountain that they climb the guy climbs in the movie Free Solo it's a huge rock climbing thing but it's this mountain and at one point a glacier knocked off half of it so it's called Half Dome and I think that day we hiked 18 miles but in order to hike half dome so we had to drive about an hour and a half from our rv through the park to yosemite valley just so happens we found a parking spot <laughs> and this lady she was leaving she goes hey you can have this spot and it was really nice so we found a parking spot after trying to search for about 30 minutes of driving around the park and uh this hike starts out it's called the mist trail so it starts out going by these two waterfalls one of them is Nevada Falls, and I forgot the name of the other one. I'll have to look it up. Or something with a V. And um, anyway, w once we saw these waterfalls, we understood where all the cartoon and all the movie waterfalls came from. These were the biggest, most magnificent waterfalls I've ever seen in my life, and they're in Yosemite National Park. And the mist trail means that waterfall is coming off tons of water, like so much you can't even get down close to it and it covers you with mist as you're walking the trail and the trail goes up beside both of these waterfalls and it is straight up the whole time this half dome hike is hard not for beginners man and it was grueling we get to the top or almost to the top and there's about two or three miles left also i had to get a permit to get on top of half dome same thing with the angels landing hike so know that before if you want to go all the way uh, George and Ashley, after about eight miles, George was toast, so they were going to wait on me to go to the summit at the top. Once I got up to uh, Half Dome, when I almost got to the cables, yeah, there's there's metal cables at the top of Half Dome. And you basically go up the side of the rock face. But right before I got to the cables, when I'm going up this other place, uh, a guy in front of me said, who was passing me said hey we just saw a giant rattlesnake just be careful so that added to the uh to the stress of it um not that i was stressed out i was just tired at that point and uh got up to the cables and you know you got to have some upper body strength but you know really if you're in decent shape you can get up those cables and i got to the top of half dome and i was really proud uh really magnificent view from there as well came back down got ashley and george we walked all the way back to the truck and then had to drive an hour and a half <laughs> and at some point george started talking about how he wanted fettuccine alfredo like 10 hours into the hike so we ended up getting back to the town we were staying in about nine o'clock so like all these places are shutting down we ended up finally getting fettuccine alfredo but that was a long day it was probably the longest day of our trip but a very memorable one. Uh, so once again, I can't recommend Yosemite National Park. Uh, you know, El Capitan is this big mountain that's so beautiful. And uh, it's there right in the Yosemite Valley when you're driving through.
but it was awesome. Uh, from Yosemite, we drove up through Sacramento and went over to Reno and stayed uh, downtown at this Reno Art River Resort RV park slash thing. And Reno was interesting. I didn't think I'd like it, but you know, Sam Brown, my friend Blake, and Lane Christopher all say how cool it is, and it really is. It's got casinos and you know a lot of homeless people. However, 20 minutes from there is like the most outdoor activities you could ever dream of. They have mountain biking, hiking, um, skiing. You know, Lake Tahoe is right there, so Ashley was really wanting to see Lake Tahoe. So Sam and Blake and their families uh, met us for dinner. Yeah, Blake actually drove us, picked us up and drove us to 20 minutes over the mountain to Lake Tahoe and gave us a good tour. Um, took us, you know, pointed out where Jeremy Renner lives, how he got ran over by his snowplow right there. And um, anyway, we got to Lake Tahoe and man, that it was magnificent to see that lake. And uh, George got to swim and we played on the beach and had dinner on the beach. Um, and Sam Brown brought some... Uh, his kids and his wife and then had uh we had hamburgers and stuff on the beach and saw the sunset and it was really a really a nice time uh the next day george and i went to a mountain bike park that was a park of the city of reno and um i wish that we'd have stayed longer there uh the first night we were there too lane and his family came over to the rv and we we watched uh, football or baseball and drink some beers and then that night we went out and Lane showed me kind of a couple of bars that him and his buddies kind of go to and it was fun um, after leaving Reno we went to um, another harvest this is actually a boondockers welcome which is the same thing but I couldn't find a place we wanted to go to San Francisco to see the Golden Gate Bridge and we wanted to go to Napa Valley to, to see where all this wine comes from that we love there wasn't an RV park to be had down there. I mean, it's so expensive down there, and uh, Napa's really uppity. So I looked on Harvest Host, and there's a guy in Fairfield, California, that, that let people stay at his house. So we stayed at this guy's house for three days, and we drove from there. From there, we went to Napa one day and did some winery tours and had a good time. The next day we went to San Francisco and went over the Golden Gate Bridge, saw Alcatraz, went to eat downtown, and then came back up and went to Bodega Bay, which Bodega Bay is a really cool place that we hiked around and saw the Pacific Ocean, saw a bunch of seals and sea otters, and um, this is on the YouTube uh, stuff too. So from that guy's house from California, we went up through Redding. We stayed at another Harvest Host, which is a golf course, and we played 18 holes together. Um, from there, we went up to Oregon. So <coughs> once we got to Oregon, we stayed at a place, another Harvest Host, and went to Cap... Uh, I'm sorry. There's a lake, Crater Lake, and which is another national park. We walked around the lake. There's not a lot to see. We were only there in the afternoon. It was super cold and windy and wet. And um, anyway, marked that one off. And then we went on to Eugene, Oregon, where University of Oregon was. And we stayed there three or four days in a nice RV park. We rode our bikes all around the city of Eugene. And uh, just the three of us and had a great time. Um, we saw a bald eagle there in the Columbia River as we were eating lunch on some some patio of some restaurant 
and we all freaked out but like the people sitting next to us it was like they see them all the time so they weren't they were wondering where these hillbilly, hillbillies are from i'm sure uh, the nike store there was pretty incredible because uh, nike headquarters is pretty close to there um, in the university of oregon campus was really great i really enjoyed uh, driving our bikes around the campus and stuff from there we went to Mc, Mc, mcminnville uh, where my friend Todd, my classmate Todd Severson, has a business called Mac Market, and he also is a has this other business where he is a bug farmer, and they take food waste from restaurants and stuff, and they bring it in, and they put these bugs on it, and these bugs consume the waste, and then they then sell. Once the bugs poop it out, they sell that for fertilizer, and they also sell the bugs' bodies, the dead bug shells, for like chicken feed and uh, agricultural feed. So it was it was like a science project, and we got to take George in their operations, and they gave us a science tour of the whole deal, and it was really really special, really a good time. Um, from there we went to the Oregon coast to Cannon Beach we stayed at another harvest host there some goat farm that had sold goat goat milk and goat cheese but we saw two elk on the beach in Oregon and we walked Cannon Beach and uh, had a good time good dinner from there we went to Multnomah Falls which is another waterfall in Oregon and we next day we went to Corleone Lake, Lake Corleone, I guess it's in Idaho, in between Washington and, and Montana, and um, we stayed at another harvest house, a ranch, this lady sold uh, leather goods, so we bought, I think actually bought a wallet or something there, and uh, we had dinner on the lake, and this is all we had a plan to go to Glacier National Park. So we're from here we drive to Missoula, Montana, and then up to Glacier National Park. Uh, Glacier National Park was also was probably top three. You know, you got Zion, Yosemite, and now on to Glacier National Park. We stayed four night, four or five nights in Glacier, and we stayed in West Glacier, which had an excellent RV park, and we could ride our bikes into to Lake McDonald from where we were. So we did a lot of bike riding here and we did quite a bit of hiking. The first hike we did was to Avalanche Lake, which is one of the easier hikes that we did, but this lake was one of the most beautiful lakes we ever been to. Had like three or four small waterfalls coming off the cliffs surrounding the lake. The lake was turquoise, the, the best turquoise blue color you've ever seen. It was also freezing. Oh yeah, by the way, George swam in Lake McDonald. He also swam in, in Avalanche Lake. And, you know, I got waist deep in Avalanche Lake and it was, my feet were, it was too cold. Um, we also got to swim in a waterfall and outside of Yosemite, me and him. Uh, but that day it was really hot. So when we were at Avalanche Lake, it was cold. And uh, I've been too cold in my life, so I was done with that. But anyway, Avalanche Lake was a great hike. The main hike we wanted to do, though, was called uh, the Highline Hike, and it goes from Logan Pass, which is the top, like the top of the Going to the Sun Road, and it goes along the top of the ridge, 
and comes back down to the going to the sun road and you ride a bus back up to your car and on this hike there is bear warning grizzly bear warnings everywhere we saw some bighorn sheep and people that we hiked with actually saw quite a few grizzly cubs but they were too far for us to see and it was amazing we got some footage on that on youtube as well but i'll never forget that and uh ash and i have actually and george have been to glacier in the past whenever we took our van up to get trained on the roaster that we bought but uh if you ever get a chance to go to glacier national park in montana it is a special place from there we went to bozeman montana which is one of our favorite towns um Ashley bought a new Mystery Ranch backpack. That's where they make those. Uh, it's a cool little town. <clears throat> we rode bikes around that town as well. And we stayed at Bozeman Hot Springs, which is this Hot Springs Resort, but it has an RV park too. And this Hot Springs, not only are they Hot Springs, like Ure has Hot Springs, it's multiple different pools, but at night they've got lighting and they got fire everywhere, like these, I can't explain it, but the walls are propane just for ambiance. They're like fires to keep you warm, I guess. And then they had a live band. And so it was like a party. I and mean, it was it was awesome. So if you ever go to Bozeman, go to those hot springs. Uh, I had a death sensor go out in the RV in Bozeman. So I had to ship in a new part. It cost me about 2000 bucks. by the time that I had a mechanic install it and everything. So that set us back a little bit. But from there, we went to Yellow West Yellowstone's where we stayed in an RV park. And we visited Yellowstone National Park for uh, quite a few days. Um, the best bar in Yellowstone, West Yellowstone, is called the Buffalo Bar, though. It's a place we went three nights in a row, and every night was phenomenal. We went to a couple other restaurants there, but they weren't near as good. So if you're ever in West Yellowstone, go to the Buffalo Bar and highly recommended restaurant bar. Um, we stayed at the Fox Den RV park for one or two nights and then we moved to the Grizzly RV park. But when we got to Yellowstone, George got sick and, uh, the weather, it was sleeting and snowing. And this whole time I'm thinking like, I need to outrun the snow. We did a couple of hikes in Yellowstone, but you know, none of us really felt, you know, right. So, and Yellowstone started to get crowded again and so you know we saw tons of buffalo uh and some elk and some some mule deer but we never saw a moose um or a grizzly this time we has actually when we went through the other month of time we saw a grizzly mama and her cub but uh yellowstone was kind of a low point it wasn't a really a highlight at all as we thought it would be on this trip and I think a lot of it had to do with George being sick and then the weather not being cooperative. It was rainy the whole time, and, and it even snowed on us a little bit. After that, though, we went to Grand Teton National Park. And Grand Teton National Park was magnificent. And we got to go to Jackson, Wyoming. We rode mountain bikes, or George did, and we ran behind him. We really love Jackson. We're actually going skiing in Jackson Hole this year. Um, but super expensive place to live. We looked at some real estate and you can't even, I mean, $2 million gets you like a shack. So we'll never live in Jackson, Wyoming, but we can visit there. 
Uh, we stayed at an RV park outside of Jackson, obviously, but kind of closer to one of the entrances of Grand Teton. And um, the Grand Teton Mountains are the probably the most beautiful mountain range in the world, I think. Um, we did a hike where you went on the ferry across um, Jenny Lake, and then from there we went to Inspiration Point, and we went up through uh, some of the... I forgot, it's in the valley, though. It, it's in between two mountains. And uh, we went up there. We saw a lot of grizzly bear poop. Because uh, grizzlies eat these things called huckleberries, and they're like little red berries. And uh, when we were in Yellowstone and Glacier, we bought a lot of huckleberry jam and huckleberry pancakes we made quite often. Um, anyway, Grand Teton National Park was awesome. So from there... We stayed at a couple of Harvest Hosts on the way to Colorado. Once we got to Colorado, we went to Golden because that was really the only place in Colorado that wasn't in the mountains that we could get a spot at. Uh, Ashley's mom and dad came to meet us. We went one day to <clears throat> Rocky Mountain National Park, but got to Estes Park and saw it and decided not to go in. It was just packed. And uh, also, Ashley wasn't feeling good. And then I started, so we all got this stomach bug, like one 24-hour period. We all threw up and it was bad but uh in golden we also went to a mountain bike park uh and went to this uh brewery and my classmate nelson d'antonio reached out to us said he lives by there so we had dinner with him and his wife and uh, nelson i was in his wedding and he was in mine and he was in my band at west point so we we had a great dinner and I appreciate him reaching out to me. Uh, after Golden, we drove to um, Buena Vista, Colorado. And Buena Vista is an incredible place. And I want to go back there because it's right by all this Bureau of Land Management land. And George and I did our best mountain biking at that place. And uh, it also has phenomenal views of the Collegiate Peaks. So Mount Harvard, Mount Yale. Mount Columbia and Mount Princeton and uh, really a cool town and we went to some great restaurants and did some awesome mountain biking it was cold at this point though one day we drove up to Leadville and went uh, toured Leadville Colorado which is the highest city in uh, America I think um, and after that we drove to through Raton we saw the dead bear Okay, we went to this place called Cold Beer, New Mexico, another Harvest Host, which is this, it's this bar out in the middle of nowhere. If you were to drive from Raton, New Mexico to Taos or Rio Dosa or somewhere, you would go past this place, but it's out in the middle of nowhere and they let you camp there for free. We went in, we had green chili, bacon cheeseburgers and played darts and stayed there. And from there, we drove to Coyote Bluff, we ate and I think from there we drove all the way home back to camp and that was our trip um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything for what we did and uh, it was worth every penny the memories are what we cherish from there we I think we visited 12 national parks we drove about I think 5,000 miles um, 
And after January, or in the end of January, we're going to go out on the East Coast leg and see everything on the East Coast going down around the Gulf Coast, New Orleans. We're going to hit up Mississippi, go see a lot of music and blues and jazz. And we're going to go along the bottom and head over to Florida and go down to the Keys. Check that out. We may even go to the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands and maybe Puerto Rico and then go up through uh, the East Coast and take a lot of time. Try to go. George is studying. Like we want to go to the War of 1812 sites. We want to go to a lot of Civil War sites. Washington, D.C., obviously. New York City, West Point. And then come back, go all the way to Maine, Arcadia National Park, and then kind of come through the middle, you know, come back through Tennessee and stuff like that all the way back. So that's going to be our next trip. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this. And if you're still listening, I mean, I know it's probably a lot and pretty boring, but we made it happen and we're really proud of doing it. So. Thank you. Reach out to me anytime if you want to kind of pick my brain about where to go or if you have any questions about homeschool or anything like that. We're start, we're slowly uh, learning a lot about it. And uh, all right. See you later. Bye.